What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast to make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I'm your host, Jeremy Bond. With me, as always, is Ben, Minister of Culture, Stitch. Very nice. And Bob, Vice Premier, Liebel. What's up, big movie boys and girls? All hail Kazakhstan. And joining us this week is a very special guest, Bill Galley. High five. We've got plenty of laughs on the schedule today in the form of what we're calling the Comedy Legends Tournament, as well as our review of Borat subsequent movie film. But first, I just introduced him. Bill Galley, care to introduce yourself to the hundreds of thousands of big movie boys listeners? It's an exciting moment in my life. I took one pre-rec film study class in college so i feel very prepared for this you're more qualified than all of us bill were you more excited to make to play division one football or for this podcast i got an a in my pre-rec and a b (laughs) in football hey that means yeah no actually i got a c for concussion (laughs) <laughs> some would call bill the biggest movie boy not on merits of movie Still. love but on pure size alone as you mentioned former division one football player <laughs> i am sandwiched between a six foot seven 350 pound man and jeremy i'm in a big orange sandwich right now i got orange on both sides of me right now there's a lot worse that can happen bob i could have it on all four sides you're right all right, well, Bill, we are very excited to have you here with us today, especially given the uh, just kind of theme that just kind of came up out of nowhere of uh, we're going to be talking a lot about comedies today, a lot of comedy movies. And as I mentioned, we're going to be doing that in the form of a tournament. Now, uh, the way this tournament's going to work is that there are 16 movies, four movies from four different comedic actors, those actors being Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, and Seth Rogen. And we uh, we convened prior to the podcast to pick four movies from each actor. Each conference in this tournament will be those actors' movies until ultimately we have a winner. Before we get into the tournament itself, what are you guys' thoughts on these four actors given their entire comedic filmography of movies, more so than the ones we're talking about today? Are there any front runners just as far as the actors go for you? For me, it's easily, I, I just look at it and for Will Ferrell, we picked four Will Ferrell movies, but we could have picked, we could have done 16 Will Ferrell movies. You know what I mean? Like to me, he is probably the funniest person on here. And yeah, I think his movies are funnier for me. So he's my, my quick front runner. Adam Sandler has probably the most movies I've seen. I think I've seen more Adam Sandler movies than I care to admit. Seth Rogen is probably, you know, the more modern day actor on here and uh ben stiller to me i think he's better in like supporting roles like the ben stiller roles that are funnier are those ones that he's in the the movie for like two minutes of screen time not where he's the leading comedic actor but uh i'm excited i'm pretty excited for this i like the movies that we have laid out i think it's gonna be good i'm curious to see what we end up with i'm gonna say right now seth rogan comedic genius you think he writes his own movies writes his own movies didn't know that writes all his own all of them Really? Superbad? Written. Hmm. I think he wrote in like 10th grade. Damn. It makes sense. High on shit. But yeah, I like Seth Rogen movies. 
So you think Seth Rogen will come out? Come out the winner? Are you going to be pushing hard for Seth Rogen? I thought you were, t- I thought you were about to I don't tell think me no. that <laughs> Seth Rogen did. No, no. Is he coming that's, out? That's not I'll date I, him. That's not what I I'll meant. I'll date the hell out of him. That's not what I meant, but you heard it here first. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I, I'm i a big Seth Rogen guy, but Will Ferrell, comedic genius as well. You know, I'm going to say it all. I'm going to say it all right now. Every one of these guys, Jeremy did a great job making this list. I love every one of these movies, but I'm going to get a little heated later. Look forward to that. What about you, Ben? Yeah, for me, I'm with Bill. Where I think like Seth Rogen is like, like historically brilliant with comedies. Like the fact that he writes a ton of his own stuff. Like we put Superbad on here. He's not even in the movie that much, but I think he gets the credit because he wrote the movie. And then, like, yeah, like Bob said, with Will Ferrell, he's just probably the best comedic actor of all time. I don't. He's more so lately, like slipping. But I guess that happens with everyone. You just have a great run, and then. Hope that outlasts like whatever you do in the end of your career. I will say though, Adam Sandler. Yeah, I know that's Bob's guy. He's not that great to me. Love Happy Gilmore, but besides that, I'm going to be fighting hard against him. Oh, okay. And then, and then Ben Stiller. While his movies aren't the greatest, I feel like he's underrated when it comes to comedies. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be fighting hard for Dodgeball in the end. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna die with that movie. Dodgeball so could end up winning this. Dodgeball is like the Duke basketball of this tournament. Like it's yeah. more than likely going to make it to the final four and is always looking for a shot to win the national title. I think yeah. for <laughs> me, I got to lean a little bit more heavy into Will Ferrell. I do think that uh, overall, I feel like I've enjoyed his movies the most. I definitely agree that Seth Rogen might be like overall the most I don't want to say most talented, but maybe just kind of uh, most well-rounded of these four. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Bill's learning. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, looking at this list, I can pick a few that I think, you know, just off the top of my head, I think will make it far. But there's some stiff competition. We'll get to that the actual contenders here in just a second. But uh, I, I had actually uh, I tweeted out. Oh, yeah. On the uh, big yeah. at Big Movie Boys on Twitter, I tweeted out who has the best comedy movie filmography out of these four. The poll is still going, but there are currently twenty votes, meaning I think this is our biggest poll. 20, yet. Wait, wait, twenty million votes? Yeah. Wait, where's billion. the other fifty million listeners? That, that seems like that's a low number. <laughs> They're not voting for Trump, Biden. <laughs> They're voting for Big Movie Boys. And uh, the results, as of recording, are sixty percent in favor of Will Ferrell, what? meaning twelve votes. And then tied for second, Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen at four votes apiece. Not oh, that means my boy Ben Stiller got zero. Not a lot of love for Ben Stiller. Oh no, on this zero. Point. So uh, we will see if uh, the audience of the Big Movie Boys knows what they're talking about. We'll see if Will Ferrell ends up victorious. Uh, before we get into the actual tournament, though, Ben brought up a good question, and he was curious. Well, Ben, actually, I'll let you ask it. Yeah, just for all four of these guys, I feel like they each have a crew. Whereas, like Will Ferrell has like Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, I guess John C. Riley, that David Koechner guy that's in a lot of his stuff, and then Seth Rogen has Jonah Hill, has James Franco. I think Dave Franco even appears. Craig Robinson and uh, Danny McBride, and then uh, Adam Sandler. I, I'm not even gonna list it. You know who he has. Yep. And then uh, Ben Stiller. I guess it's like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn. I feel. Like- I feel like his crew is like Will Ferrell could even. I don't think he makes the cut, but I, Ben Stiller's is probably smaller. But I, I know Vince Vaughn probably cracks that list, and 
Owen Wilson is pretty famous too. So I feel like each of them has like a solid crew. For me though, like like you said, I think I think Ben Sellers is the least defined. But you sort of answered the question by not naming Adam Sandler because <laughs> it, it, it's it's David Spade, it's Chris Rock, it's Kevin James, it's uh, what's that? What, who's uh, Deuce Bigelow? Mel I'll Gigolo? Even give you... Oh, uh... Rob Schneider. Yep. That's like his literally his crew. They're in every single. And I'll one give of you like movies. even Jennifer Aniston. You can even throw in or there. like Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph's in a lot of his shit now. Like I don't know. I I think if we're just talking about, I mean, say what you want about all those comedic actors that I just named for Adam Sandler's crew. The fact that I could just name him with being a little little drunk, I could just name them all and off the top of my head, they're in all his movies and it just but like... But does that mean they're the best crew? Like to me, I feel like for me personally, I think it's like Seth Rogen's crew because all of them are like super funny and have their own things going on. Whereas like Adam Sandler's crew almost like has to latch on to him to be relevant. I think Seth Rogen's crew is the most funny, but I think Adam Sandler's is the most defined and I look at it more like a crew. So it depends what the what the question is. Yeah, but would Adam Sandler have a crew if he wasn't on SNL? Well, most of those guys are on SNL. Like David Spade on SNL saying. with him. That's a good point. But they it, all came like, up together. I think that's what all, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the producers of SNL get some credit for that crew, though. They're also, I think they they're some of the old producers on SNL and some of the other writers write on some of his movies now. So like, I'm gonna say it right now, though. Chris Farley, one of the funniest people on earth. Yeah, I mean that would be the Kevin James role. Kevin James wouldn't have a career if Chris Farley hadn't died. That's a that's a dark put, the, put note. that on the headline. That's a dark note, <laughs> but I I cannot help but agree with you because yeah, Kevin James is yeah, you're right. Chris Farley SNL skits are the I think I watched them when I was ten years old, and I just loved every minute of it. But there's still Adam Sandler and David Spade there too. I feel like they were oh, yeah. all on SNL together, and I think that's why I don't know. I think that's the whole reason for Adam Sandler's crew, and. Yeah, you can say that they latch on to him, but like at the end of the day, they still definitely do have some chemistry. But I know for me, this is art. I think the most defined crew is Adam Sandler's, but the funniest is absolutely Seth Rogen's. Yeah, I got to lean into Seth Rogen's crew there. I, for exactly what Ben said, I feel like together they're all incredible. And then even if you separate them and they go off and do their own projects, they're all. Even if it's not a comedy project, like I just feel like that entire group is so multi-talented that everything they do is worth watching. So. That's fair because I could get down, like I get down with like a Danny McBride comedy or a Jonah Hill like serious movie. I'm not gonna get down with a David Spade anything <laughs> and a, a Rob Schneider serious movie. You know, what like was, what was did David Spade star in any movie? Um, I believe yeah, he a little was Dicky Roberts or something. No, he was in he was um, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt. Yeah. the uh, cult classic yeah, Joe Dirt. I believe Dirt. that's it. Uh, Joe Dirt. One, uh, wait, there's another one. <laughs> Joe Dirt Two. Oh, <laughs> was that the one where he worships a piece of shit that falls from the sky? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure that one. Yeah. Wow, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, we should give a quick shout out to Will Ferrell's crew though, with Paul Rudd and Steve Carell just being at the top, and John C. Riley. Those guys. I don't know. Steve Carell's probably my favorite TV actor of all time, and then Paul Rudd's just a great American actor. I feel like Will Ferrell so that, is able to pull a wider net i feel like his crew yeah, you could cast a wider net for that's why because i was thinking like do i add mark Wahlberg to that do i and just have bob gush over that does kevin hart count like these <laughs> kind of people i think he just he just dips his toes in a lot of different ponds and i think yeah his crew is pretty pretty big if, if you were to actually define a crew for him but uh i don't let's come to a consensus what do we think 
I mean, my my vote well, is for Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna say Seth Rogen. Page. I'd I mean, get he... down to Seth Rogen if, if we're talking Fuck about the... you, Bob. Hey, I, hey, I said I go. It depends on the question. <laughs> the funniest is definitely Seth Rogen. The most well defined is is Adam Sandler's. But that, we're going. I'll give you that. This is the comedy episode. This is the comedy podcast right here. So uh, yeah, we're we're it's going to be Seth Rogen's comedic crew. All right, well, let's get into our actual tournament here. So as I said, we got four movies from each of these four actors. I'll go ahead and read them off for you just so we know who's playing. In the Will Ferrell Conference, we've got Talladega Nights, Semi-Pro, Blades of Glory, and Step Brothers. In the Ben Stiller Conference, we've got Dodgeball, Tropic Thunder, Meet the Fockers, and Zoolander. In Seth Rogen's Conference, we've got Superbad, Neighbors, This is the End, and Pineapple Express. And rounding it out in Adam Sandler's conference, we got Big Daddy, The Waterboy, Mr. Deeds, and Happy Gilmore. And within each of these four conferences, the movies were seeded based on Rotten Tomato scores. So that is how these movies will get paired up. And we're going to start with the Will Ferrell conference. Our first two movies going head-to-head are Talladega Nights and Semi-Pro. Shit. Tough. Very, very, very tough. Um, I actually am not for me. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I don't like the way we did the seating because I feel like we're getting a lot of questionable matchups here. These are two (laughs) of my favorites. Talladega Nights are semi-pro. Oh my God. I know what Ben's picking. Uh, gun to my head though. I'm going to go Talladega Nights. Can I go now? Let let me make my case before the other people vote. I, I think Talladega Nights is great. But oh, like just jokes after jokes. I feel like Semi Pro has more jokes per minute of movie. I just think it's a funnier movie from head to toe. Bob, you would have never said in your life, "Suck my cock, I'll murder your family." If, but, this, but, if this movie didn't exist, buddy, you're you're pre- you're preaching to the choir right now because this is like picking between my two kids right now. I love both of them the same, but you know, there's one that's a uh, little better looking. <laughs> that's ah, uh, Talladega Nights. I don't know. Maybe I just missed out on it. I just want to know that I own two copies of Talladega Nights on DVD, just in case I lost one. (laughs) I'm going to call bullshit on that. Swear to Christ. And I'm going to also say, I think Semi-Pro might be my, like, second or third favorite comedy of all time, so that's why I'm voting hard for it. But, yeah, that's that's my vote for sure. Bill, what do you think? Okay. All right. Talladega Nights. It's a sports movie. It's about NASCAR racing. Semi-Pro. It's two sports movies. In one. How's it two? You got semi-pro about basketball. Then you got my man, Love Me Sexy versus Dewey the Bear in a boxing match. <laughs> in a boxing match. <laughs> That's a fair Rivals point. Rocky. <laughs> it rivals Rocky, Bob. I mean, we're talking two sports, two Will Ferrell fights. Versus one, <laughs> I guess. You got, you, got a, you got a priest in there getting his ass kicked. Drinking beers, you slow. I, I, I'm going semi-pro, and I don't wow. like Rotten Tomatoes right now because 16, the worst, the worst movie on the whole, on the whole bracket. Yeah, that's bullshit. For for clarification, that that's just how the brackets ordered. So it's not necessarily the worst movie of the 16. It's the worst okay. of the Will Ferrell. Well, movies. I'm a big underdog, and I'm going 16 over one right now. Jeremy, I what agree. do you got? Because I am, I am now might have just been swayed. I want to hear what you got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did I did a little extra preparation for this week, and I know Semi-Pro is one of Ben's favorites, 
And going into it, I was like, Talladega Nights, easy. That's one of my favorites. But I wanted to give it a fair shot because I wasn't even sure I've seen Semi-Pro from beginning to end. So I watched Semi-Pro like uh, just a few days ago. Wow. Wow. Mad respect. It's not that good. Whoa. How dare you? Mm. How dare you? Can we cut what I just said before that? I'm not saying it's bad, but this is an easy Talladega Nights for me. How dare you? I just switched my vote. It's semi-pro. Actually, no, Bill sort of swayed me. I could have won either way, but uh, we also sort of have to have a winner now, and we were just tied. And you picked Talladega Nights. They both picked semi-pro. I was on the fence after Bill's rave review that I honestly just want to go watch the movie right now. I fucking (laughs) love it. I do love it. So man, I'll just I guess I'll I'll be the swing vote because are you you're you're on Taylor Nights by a hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean I, it's you're honestly on thin not ice, even close for you're me. On thin See, ice. I just think there's more lines that you like can remember from Semi Pro. Like I think there's like how he's like, uh, did you just call him a jive turkey? Like just the, like that line is just like the whole like, scene is hysterical. No, even no, when no. they put the the eyeliner on and they're sweating into their eyes, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. look at my eyes, look at my eyes, yeah, look look me in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's not funny, but I I don't hold it nearly in as high of esteem as anyone here apparently does. I think Talladega Nights blows this one out of the water. And I will say this is by far the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Semi-pro was? Yeah. Oh, wow. By, by at least 25%. Well, guess what? Wow. They don't know. Who, the critics or the no, audience? audience. Oh, well, they don't know shit. I think this is one of the only <laughs> movies under 60%, and it's 30-something. I'm actually stunned by that. That's some bullshit right there. I'm pretty stunned, but l- l- we, we got to decide. And like I said, I switched. I'm going semi-pro. I had to pick between my two children. And, you know, semi-pro is looking a little better today. So, semi-pro over <laughs> Talladega Nights. What a comeback. What a switch, Sorry, Jerry. right? I mean, I, I respect me. democracy. Bill me for sure. Just what? What I may not there? respect semi-pro, but I respect democracy, and therefore <laughs> I've been outvoted. So uh, we got semi-pro. That is our first winner. Let's move over to the Adam Sandler conference for our first matchup there. We will go Big Daddy and The Waterboy. Any strong opinions so far just hearing those two titles being read aloud? You know, I'm, I'm, a, really, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of The Waterboy. And <laughs> b- 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 Bobby Boucher... He's one of my favorite characters of all time in is that, wait, all of is that media. Halloween? Is that Hubie Halloween? Or That's Hubie Dubois that? right there. No, no, I love the water boy. Um, yeah. And one of my first childhood crushes, one of my first erections as a young boy. Oh, man. Vicky Valancourt <laughs> in the water boy. Vicky? Does it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Miss Valancourt. Miss Vicky Valancourt. <laughs> She's the devil, Bob. She yes. Mama said she's the devil. But uh yeah, I like Waterboy. Big Daddy is really good. Like that's actually like an all around top to bottom. That's probably one of his best movies. But I'm gonna solely vote with my heart here and I'm gonna go with Waterboy just because I like that movie more, if I'm being honest. I watch it more, I laugh more at it. I don't know. I like I'm going Waterboy. And I will, will not be swayed on this one. For me, this this is a toss up, honestly. I I could be swayed either way. I'm leaning a little more towards Big Daddy. But I don't want to say I'm locked in 100% on Big Daddy. Bill, I'll let you go first. All right. So <clears throat> I view Big Daddy as less of a comedy than Waterboy. I mean, Big Daddy's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a great movie. But The Waterboy, I mean, it's Rob Snyder. It's the one It's the one liner that, that gets me going. You can do it. Yeah. I live my, my life. I live my life to that. 
Yeah, you can do it all night long. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what movie makes you laugh more? Waterboy. Yeah. Ben, what do you got? See, I wasn't as studious as Jeremy here. I've never. I think I've seen parts of water of the Waterboy, but I've never actually seen the whole thing in its entirety. I know like the gifts from it like are super funny. Is is that where like we suck again comes from? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, like that that seems funny as shit. So if you're going based off like comedy, if you're doing it that way, I get why you guys are leaning that way. But for me, Big Daddy is just like that movie. I think of, I don't. Maybe it's because Bruce Springsteen is played in it, and I love Bruce. Like that movie gets to me, or maybe it's just because I'm a big Sweet Life of Zack and Cody fan. I don't know. That movie gets to me, and it's also my favorite John Stewart movie. Talk me out of that one. But overall, I think my vote would be for Big Daddy. If Jeremy's on the fence though, and we're in a headlock. I won't lose sleep over uh, the Waterboy beating Big Daddy. Big Daddy's the better movie, but Waterboy's funnier. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with Bob there. I agree with Bob. So, this is tough. I mean, I like I said, I was 50-50. I, I think I agree with what Bob said there, his sentiment of Big Daddy being a better movie, but the Waterboy being a better comedy. And at the end of the day, what we're looking for today is the better comedy. So, I think that's going to be three votes for Waterboy. A.K.A. Suck It Ben. I did watch Big Daddy, <laughs> like, last week. Just just because it's a great movie. It's Nothing ca- wrong with Big it's Daddy. It's always on. It'll pull your cool. heartstrings a little. Like, there's some sad parts in it. But that's kind of, that goes with a lot of Adam Sandler yeah, Wait, movies. what Huge movie is shooters. Outboard, do you think? Oh, good question. Ooh. Waterboy, if, hey, if Spike TV still existed. Oh, it does. <laughs> doesn't it? It's Paramount Network now, oh, but they play Waterboy the all the time. Yeah, you know... I, it's just a. It's just. What, oh, so we did go Waterboy. Waterboy's the pick. All right. Waterboy yeah. advances. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Let's see what's going on in the Ben Stiller Conference. Our first matchup there is Meet the Fockers and Zoolander. Can I, can I just say, I'm really upset about this seating because I fucking love Dodgeball and Tropic Thunder, and I couldn't give a shit about Meet the Fockers, and I haven't seen Zoolander. Who so I'm really upset about who this seating. Who here seen Zoolander? I have. I don't think Zoolander. I've seen it front to back, but I must have seen the okay. entirety of the movie at some point. Will Ferrell's in Zoolander. Yes, he is. Um, I had a feeling when, when Zoolander was put on the list that I knew that Ben hadn't seen it and Jeremy mentioned they hadn't really seen it. I knew you saw it, Bill. I'm pretty sure I saw it with you. Um, this, I fucking, dude, Zoolander is really fucking funny. Like, if you haven't seen, if you're a big movie boy listening right now and you haven't seen Zoolander, this is out of all the movies on this list, because I assume, like, the heavy hitters you've all seen, obviously, like, Everybody has seen Step Brothers. Everybody's seen Dodgeball, you know? But, like, I think Zoolander is the most, probably the least viewed movie on this. Like, it's, it's the least hyped up one. But that, oh, my God, that is, that is a really fucking funny movie. Zoolander all the way. I like Meet the Fockers. It's good. But Zoolander to me is just like, like you said earlier, what movie makes you laugh more? What movie is the better comedy? For me, it's Zoolander. I, I laugh my fucking ass off of Zoolander. Yeah, I'm going to go with Zoolander as well. Um, for the, Meet the Fockers... It's a great family movie. It's a family flick. You watch that with the wife and kids? Yeah, you watch that with the wife and kids. My mom <laughs> loves uh, loves Meet the Fockers. My mom loves Meet the Fockers. She's Is she, Why isn't she on this podcast then? You know what? I look just like her, so she might as well be. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with Zoolander. I forgot his name. It's Steel. Steel something? Steel, steel Blue. Wait, is it Steel Blue? Steel? Blue Steel? Blue Steel, yeah. And when he does that, when he does that face, it just... I mean, 
he's hot, man. Yeah, he's a good looking man. Hot. <laughs> right, right. Water, there is why. And go water the essence of what? And I'm gonna say, meet the parents is funnier than meet the Fockers. Bold take. I think meet the parents is actually on more. That one might actually be funnier, but meet the Fockers is funny. I, I think, yeah, like you said, it is uh, more of a family movie, and I'm only voting for it more so because it, I've actually seen it. But the fact that you guys don't even know the main character's name in Zoolander makes me think how often do you actually Derek Zoolander. <laughs> well, no, it's his nickname, Ben. His name's yeah. not Steel. Blue Steel. <laughs> Steel Blue. Blue Steel. That, no, that's the name of his modeling look. That's the, the entire movie is based off of his look. It, he can drop this look and like, people like, shit their pants. Yeah, I shit my pants constantly if <laughs> yeah. I think about it. And Meet the Parents also has a great antagonist in Owen Wilson. Yeah, he is great <laughs> in that movie, actually. <laughs> Jim, I'll admit, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'll admit that I uh, I can't make an educated vote here, having not seen Meet the Fockers, but I've seen enough of Zoolander, and I know if I don't vote Zoolander, my father will disown me because he's a big Zoolander guy. So, yeah, it's going to be an I easy like vote for guy. Zoolander here. That's fine. That's fine. Gary, vote. Gary gets the vote on that. Derek Zoolander moves on. All right, let's visit our fourth and final conference. Our first matchup here will be This is the End. And Pineapple Express. This is the Seth Rogen conference. Ben, what do you think between these two? Yeah, uh, I was actually hoping you wouldn't go to me first because I'm very in between these movies. I actually watched both these movies um, like recently. I watched Pineapple Express because it's on Netflix again, and uh, that movie is so funny. And I, like, I think a big part of it is like James Franco and Danny McBride. And then I'm like, wait, oh, those two guys are fucking hilarious, and this is the end. Uh, this movie's. Uh, have you guys all seen this movie? Yes. Yeah, I've seen both of them. I have not seen This Is the End, and I know it's really funny, and I've, I've sort of been saving it for a while. Like, I know I'm going to watch this movie one day. So I will just answer the question quickly. Pineapple Express is my pick. I haven't seen This Is the End. If you guys That's vote fair. for it, I'm fine. I just want you to remember seventh grade what my cell phone ringtone was. Thug life. There you go. Because <laughs> it was mine as well. Yep. <laughs> Pineapple, Pineapple Express just probably is more of a classic. This is the end, I think, is like them getting it back together. Like, even in This is the End, they talk about making Pineapple Express too. Like, so I think that's why my vote's going to lead towards Pineapple Express. But I just want to give This is the End its due. Like, there's great lines where Craig Robinson sees Aziz on, uh, I'm sorry, falling into like the big crater, kicks him in, and then later goes on to say, I tried to save Aziz. <laughs> like, he just, he, as he's kicking. And then there's even, even, um, What's his face from Superbad? What's his name? Michael Sarah, where he's like doing cocaine yeah, off people, like, <laughs> like off a penis. Like that shit is so funny. But yeah, my vote's for Pineapple Express. Yeah, uh, I'm basically I'm on the same page as Ben. I think both of these movies are really good. I definitely agree that I'm glad that you went on your little uh, spiel there about this is the end. I do think it deserves it, but ultimately, I'm also going to vote Pineapple Express. I do think that. If I had to watch one of these two, and I haven't watched either of them too recently, but if I had to pick one of these two to watch right now, it would be Pineapple Express. Yeah, I'm going to finish the clean sweep here. Make it accurate. Wow. Do Pineapple Express. This is the end is a powerhouse. There is, I I think every comedian is in that movie. Yeah. Would we call this an upset? Did Kentucky just get knocked out in the first round? It's a sweep. No, I don't think it's an upset though, but I think because they even have like, yeah, just a bunch of actors in that movie. Like, Danny McBride plays the asshole so funny in that movie. Like, even the main character, Jay, I always forget his last name. Uh, Barenthal? But, like, 
No, that's John Barenthal, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like Jay Burnshaw or something. Yeah, something uh, close to that. But, like, he's funny in this movie, how he just wants to smoke weed with Seth Rogen the weekend, and then he can't even do that. That's exactly what I I think the do. reason is, like, Pineapple Express is, like, a funnier ending, how they're just sitting in the diner, and this is the end is funny. How, like, at the end, James Franco thinks he's going to heaven and then just keeps saying, fuck you, and then gets knocked down back and like danny mcbride eats him then <laughs> like it's just so stupid but i think the ending is kind of weaker in that movie compared to pineapple express well that was our first clean sweep of the tournament and we officially have had one matchup in each conference which means we're going back to the second and final matchup in the will ferrell conference which will be blades of glory versus stepbrothers this is a, a, this is a, this is way tougher for me than the first Will Ferrell this match. Pitting your two kids against each other even more than the first. This one. is also way tougher. Yeah. yeah, Bob has four kids. I have. They're all I, Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> um, for me, oh, dude, honestly, like I I love Blaze of Glory, and it's truly one of my favorite movies. But if we're talking about some of the best comedies of all time, if you don't say Step Brothers, then you're getting your ass knocked out because Step Brothers is truly 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 one of the funniest movies of all time and we're looking for comedy here right we're looking for the funniest movie Step Brothers. it's got the jokes it's got the premise it's got the actors it's got everything you could ever want i i really think Step Brothers is one of the funniest movies ever and i'm this is my hard push and i think this is going to be one i push for the most uh once we get down to the nitty-gritty and we got to pick a winner but i'm going Step Brothers very hard over blades of glory which is tough i just punched one of my kids right in the nose but <laughs> it, it's Step Brothers for me. Yeah. Bob's points are very valid. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say this right now. Step Brothers, love that movie, man. Kobayashi. Wow. That Kobayashi That's scene. Bold. That eat, Kobayashi scene. Eat that dick. <laughs> eat that dick like Kobayashi. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. And that drums. Will Ferrell's voice. Did you know that... Um, it needs more cowbell. I had, but, my, I had MySpace... And I had this scene from the Eat That Dick Like Kobayashi pinned to my MySpace wall. That's a bold statement. Yeah. Wow. You got for a 14 year mad girls from that, Bob. Tons. Tons. That's a, sounds like two votes for Step Brothers. What are you thinking, Ben? Yeah, with Will Ferrell movies, I talked about it with Semi-Pro. Uh, with most quotable, I think Step Brothers on this list, maybe besides Dodgeball, is like the most quotable movie for me and i i love this movie i'm surprised this wasn't the one seed i thought this was going to be up against uh semi-pro and i was going to be real sad but yeah blades of glory is super funny like it's it's such a i think the concept is like the thing about these movies is like the concept they're just so stupid that they like work but i think Step Brothers is like just a like bob said one of the most classic movies of all time that's my vote yeah, for me, I I feel like it's a little bit tighter of a race for me personally because I really love Blades of Glory. Like, I don't know. That one I feel like I might have some of the most nostalgia for. But because of Jenna Fisher in it? or Well, yeah, of course. How how do you get past that? But, unfor- I mean, there's only a handful of movies, I think, that could beat Blades of Glory when we're talking about best comedies. But, unfortunately, I, I think Step Brothers is one of those movies. And this isn't, we're not talking bad about Blades of Glory. Like, I, we all no. love Blades of Glory. And if Blades of Glory is matched up with, maybe don't say it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but uh, Step Brothers is, it, it's just a notch above. I mean, everything from Step Brothers is quotable. You can turn that that movie's on TV all the time. You can turn it. You can put it on any moment, and I'll just be sucked in until. And they it's bleep over. every fucking word, but I still doesn't bother me. Now that I live only 22 miles away from Catalina, 
I'm I'm just about to go there just because of this movie. Hey, you want you know why you're gonna go there? Because it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's a fucking hey, Catalina wine mixer. I just want to say right now, I want to roll you up in a ball, <laughs> put <laughs> you inside of me. <laughs> Keep your hands off my beautiful mother, you geriatric fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to stay away from the quotes, I feel like, because that's the lowest form of conversation. Is he quoting. said, let's get no, it on. That's great. <laughs> but for this movie, it is okay to quote it. In any any conversation, a job interview, you're meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time, hey, throw a stepbrother's <laughs> quote out there. Really break the ice. Let them know who you are. If anybody asks you if you're sweaty, you just kind of say, I just watch cops. <laughs> Why are you sweating so much? And everybody knows that's the truth. It's just watching cops. Well, Step Brothers is moving on, so we'll have plenty of more opportunities for more Step Brothers quotes, don't you worry. But we're going to our second matchup in the Adam Sandler category. We got Mr. Deeds going head to head with Happy Gilmore. Bob, we'll start with you. This is this is a loaded question. This is a hard one for me because Mr. Deeds is actually a legal. These family. are your two grandchildren. They really are. They really are. Uh, Mr. Deeds is a Liebel family classic. That's one of my family's favorite movies. We watch that on Christmas. I want you to know that. But um, Happy Gilmore is probably, oh, that's just, that is a goddamn classic. I am going to try to make it interesting, though. Happy Gilmore, I quote all the time. I follow fucking Shooter McGavin Shooter on McGavin. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Deeds, though, for me, I'm just going to go off of, I'm, I'm going Mr. Deeds. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I, I, I got to do it. I got to do it for the family. Yeah, I'm going Happy Gilmore, Bob. <laughs> okay, fuck me. Fuck your family. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love I love the labels. Um, no, I, Mr. Deeds is good. Like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't as uh, vulgar and uh, a little more heartfelt. Yeah, a little bit more heartfelt. A little bit more lovey dovey. I, mean, I love Happy, Winona Ryder. Happy Gilmore. I mean, the grandma makes out with Shooter McGavin in a kiss mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was. Nice. It was something else. I mean, that the Shooter McGavin, he's one of the lone rangers. I mean, he is a sidekick. One of the, yeah, I mean, one he's of the best, one of the best antagonists I've ever seen. Yeah, I totally agree. He hasn't really been in many other movies, but he plays his role so well as a dickhead. Yeah. For me, do you guys want to know a little uh, Jeremy trivia fact for you? Guess what the Your first... Your first boner. Okay, I'll guess oh. it. It was probably the makeout scene in the kiss mask in Happy, am I, in Happy Gilmore, am I right? <laughs> kiss mask? Do you guys want to know what the first movie I ever bought on iTunes was? Mr. Deeds. It was Mr. Deeds. A wow. good choice. That being said, Happy Gilmore is far and away my favorite Adam Sandler movie. One of the, my all-time favorite comedies. Looking at this list of 16 contenders, I thought, personally, Happy Gilmore was in contention for one of my favorites as much as i like mr deeds and i spent probably 15 dollars on it in 2006 <laughs> buying it on itunes i gotta go happy gilmore yeah and i'm gonna push yeah. hard for happy gilmore in the later rounds i just had to go mr deeds for f- for the for my namesake i had to go there for my family would yeah. fucking disown me that's fair bob i get that but yeah happy gilmore is like one of my i guess i keep talking about quotable movies this is one of the most quotable movies of all time and this could have almost been a Ben Stiller movie too, because he is so funny in this. Is Hal Holbrook? Is that his name? I always forget it. I, I know he goes uncredited in this movie. I know, and he reprises his role in uh, Hubie Halloween, which, which is a travesty but... that Hubie Halloween did not make this list. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's disgusting, Bob. Uh, that is disgusting. But the, yeah, Happy Gilmore is just—it's so funny. Yeah, uh, if we were talking about like uh, the Water Boy versus Big Daddy. Like Mr. Deeds falls in that Big Daddy category, where I don't know if it's necessarily a better movie, but it's more of a well-rounded movie, and it's more of like a family movie than Happy Gilmore is. Push the bet, it's Happy Gilmore, and we're gonna push hard for that at the end. I'm assuming all of us—we know how good that movie is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy Gilmore is absolutely moving on. As we dwindle this down, it, I'm just like nervous about how hard this is going to be. Well, we got a hard one coming up right now. We do. We're going back to Ben Stiller Conference, where we've got one of the favorites, Dodgeball, going up against Tropic Thunder. Bill, what do you got to say about this matchup? All right. So both of these movies are great. Um, I'm going to have to go Dodgeball here. White Goodman is you know i said it i said this probably three times today he's a great antagonist <laughs> just <laughs> the, the fact that he pumps up his dick <laughs> and, and he just he reads a dictionary <laughs> like what what a what a madman and uh just a little light reading yeah. a dictionary michelle michelle what on the moped when he snaps his finger <laughs> nobody makes me believe my own blood that just that just gets me going uh it also has Vince Vaughn in it, and I think he is a great actor as well. Uh, he's in he's he's got a wide range. I, I watched a couple of movies of his that weren't comedies. Uh, I think there was one in, they went to prison. That was actually yeah. a really really great movie. That's a that's a wild movie. I know what one you're talking about. Also, don't know the title of it though. Yeah, it's like Cell Block something. I can't remember. Yeah, but, but anyways, uh, Dodgeball is just he, it's got my vote. I I quote Dodgeball more than any. We're talking about quotes. That's one of the big things we've been talking about lately. I quote Dodgeball every fucking day of my life. I (laughs) fucking love Dodgeball. Oh, my God, dude. White Goodman is probably one of my favorite characters in the history of of entertainment. He's the funniest funniest antagonist of all time. Yes. I mean, I I could sit here and, and spit White Goodman lines at you all day, but... If we're talking about movies that I still laugh at, even though I've seen 20 fucking times, it is without a doubt Dodgeball. Easy pick for me. I know you love Tropic Thunder, Ben, but I'm hammering Dodgeball. No, I love Tropic Thunder. Don't get me wrong. Maybe it's the blackface that Robert Downey Jr. does. Maybe that's what gets me. You're on record as saying that you do love blackface. (laughs) The fact that Simple Jack didn't win the Oscar because you never go full... uh, I won't finish that off. But (laughs) Dodgeball, yes. It's... This is the one I'm going to push hardest for. I think the the fact that like uh, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn wrote this together makes it even better to me. And I, I don't know. White Goodman is so fucking funny. Every line he says is funny. Like Joni loves Chachi. Even when he like at the end eats the hot dog. Anything he does in this movie is so funny. The so, best, yeah. the, the best as, White Goodman much- line is when. <laughs> Oh, hold on. I just forgot it. <laughs> um, he's walking down the stairs and and the guy bumps into him and he slaps his drink and his popcorn in the air and he just goes, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and there's like like just even stupid parts where uh, the sign falls on uh, Patches. <laughs> Patches O'Houlihan, which is just a great name. Patches O'Houlihan is in the running for greatest movie like random character name of all time but like how peter goes oh i guess it's just the luck of the irish and then they have the sign say luck of the irish to kill patches of Hulan. that's just but pure I, everything in that genius. movie is so funny yeah this is going to be the the final one where i'm 
uh, voting. Actually, no, it's not. But this is another one where I'm voting completely un- uneducated. Tropic Thunder is probably the one on the list I think I need to see next because I feel like I'm missing out having not watched it. I can't imagine that it would sway me from voting against Dodgeball, though. No. Because it wouldn't, but you would be, you wouldn't be let down. I don't think watching it, like no, how, you know how you rewatch Semi Pro and were let down. I don't think you would be Tropic Thunder wise. Either way, Dodgeball. I mean, I'd almost be surprised if Dodgeball isn't the final winner here. We have to see how the rest of this shakes out. But we've said it on several episodes before that Dodgeball, at least as a friend group, has got to be our favorite movie collectively, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd say so. And yeah. I have a hot take about uh, Tropic Thunder and one of the characters in Tropic Thunder, Jack Black. Not a fan. You don't like Jack Black. Not a fan of Jack I'm Black. I'm a huge Jack Black Tenacious guy. Tenacious D. One of my favorite Great movies. movie. Great movie, Tenacious D. That's actually, no, you know what? I'm with Bill on this one that he's overrated. He plays the same character. He, he's one of those guys. He, he plays, plays He Black. plays the same character in a lot of movies. He's typecast, but he's typecasted himself. He doesn't even have to act. He's found a niche, and he this this dude. I don't know. I I like I like Jack Black. If I'm being honest, I you mean, can't name five Jack Black movies. Not a problem at all. We're gonna start it off with the Peter Jackson King Kong movie, which he played an actual serious role, oh, which yeah. is incredible. Um, I forgot about that. Tenacious one. D in the Pick of Destiny, School of Rock, Kung Fu Panda, and Nacho <laughs> Libre. Would okay, you like me to name fair. more? <laughs> no, I actually do love Tenacious D in the yeah, I would like movie. you to name one more about no, uh, one more Jack one. Black movie. Non-issue. Anchorman supporting role. Who was he? He plays he's he, one second in that. Movie. He punts Ron Burgundy's <laughs> oh, dog oh, oh. off of he a bridge, the dog. which is, is a, he's a very he gets a burrito thrown at, <laughs> which is a really <laughs> fucked up scene. In a otherwise perfect movie, I don't know why they had a dog killing scene. Actually, no, he did that. Yeah. Baxter, Baxter survived, yeah. man. How did Shout Anchorman not make the Will Ferrell? He's a tough category. Oh my gosh. He's a tough cookie. He's got all, you know, Shout out to Anchorman. Yeah, we'll Will Ferrell. He's, he's, a, he's got too many. It's he's, got, you got to narrow it down. He's a funny man. This, this podcast is going to be three hours it's long. It's going to be a long one. we got to, we got to get rolling. Well, speaking of Jack Black, let's go back to Seth Rogen. They're not related <laughs> at all. But we've got our final matchup in the first round here, which is Superbad versus Neighbors. I'll go ahead and take this one at the start. I said uh, there's one more in this list that I haven't seen. That is Neighbors. I got it confused with Neighbors 2 when we were talking about it before the podcast. Clearly, I don't remember even the marketing for it. And Superbad is fantastic. So easy vote for Superbad for me. I'll you know I'll put a bow on it because I know where everybody else is going. I'll answer it right away. I'm going to go Superbad. Neighbors is a very good movie, though. Very funny. Um, if you ever are set up in a situation where you could watch Neighbors, put it on. But uh, Superbad's the easy choice here. What do you got, Will? Yeah. Um, I also have not watched Neighbors yet, but I did look at the funny scenes on YouTube, and it was pretty hilarious, not going to lie. I'm going to have to put it on the list to uh, watch fairly soon. But super bad. I mean, it's... It's super bad. It's super badass. Uh, I'll say this about super bad. I, I think I say this every time I talk about it. Probably one of the most one of the best movies for the first hour it's so great like it's got classic lines like you scratch my back i'll scratch or i scratch you back your back you scratch my cock like classic lines like that Jesus and Christ, then the last the last like 45 minutes or i don't even know how long the movie is i think it just slows down 
the funniest parts are like then with McLovin with Seth Rogen and Bill Hader with the cops. Uh, Neighbors is great, but yeah, like that's a movie I I want to watch again. But Superbad is a movie I know I'm going to watch again, so I think that's why that's easy to pick that one. Even though Seth Rogen isn't even in this movie more than fifteen minutes, this is a Jonah Hill uh, movie. I but... just I rewatched this one fairly recently. He's in it more than you remember him being in it, or at least he was in it more okay. than I remember. I'm not saying he's a leading role, but he's in it a fair amount, and we already discussed that he wrote it, so I guess there could be some debate as to whether or not it's a legitimate entry, but we're going with it. Super bad. moving on. Super bad's moving on, which means we are officially in round two. Hopefully this can go a little bit quicker now that we've kind of gotten all of our thoughts on these movies at least once. So let's revisit Will Ferrell. We're going to be selecting the best Will Ferrell movie of these four, and it is oh. between Semi-Pro and Step Brothers. I'll answer it quickly for us, because I know, I know my that... My two children. N- these are my two beautiful stepchildren. <laughs> and uh, it, for me, it's, 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 it's got to be Step Brothers. It is Step Brothers, and I don't... I, you know what I'm going to call it now? I don't even know what you guys are going to vote for. I'm going to call it now. It's a clean sweep. Even for Ben. You know what, Bob, man? Don't fuck me. I was about to fuck you. I was about to fuck you in that beautiful little face because <laughs> Semi-Pro is a hilarious movie. I love... I, I'm going to go watch it later, I think. I'm just going to watch it again. It's probably the 20th time I watched it. But Step Brothers is all around just... It's a it's a classic. Probably Will Ferrell's... Uh, now uh, I'm talking myself out of it mid-sentence. <laughs> But that speaks to how good of an actor or a comedic actor Will Ferrell is. Is that yeah, you can't well, decide? It's so know, hard to yeah. decide. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Gun to your head. Semi-pro. Wow. Here ben, we go. let's. I mean, I think we actually. I'll wait on Ben because we know what I'm picking. I didn't even want semi-pro to make it out of the first round. Easy step, brothers, for me. Not even a debate. All right, Ben, it's up to you, buddy. We could we could we have a t- we have a first tie, or we could go. You you take it. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, this for me, uh, it's tough. I know the listeners are on edge listening to me right now. But um, if I could only watch one of these movies again, I'm not even fucking with you guys. I would pick Semi-Pro. So I think that's why, for me, it, it, beats, or it beats Step Brothers, even though Step Brothers, I think, is more of a classic. But I think almost because Semi-Pro isn't as mainstream i think i find myself liking it more because i feel like i'm like into this like, like classic crew almost. that like thinks like people don't know about it even though I, I think people know about it you mean you're wrong is that what you mean no no that's not what i mean at all i just think i think semi-pro is the funnier movie to me even though i know Step Brothers is a bigger classic but you know if you guys want to put Step Brothers through like if i don't know how it's going to work now we don't have a fifth person do we want gary to come up and vote well, we haven't had it happen yet, but the way that the tiebreakers were going to work is that I have a random name generator, random number generator, whatever you want to call it, and whoever this RNG chooses was going to get double the vote. You that know what? We were going to do what? a tiebreaker. We should just, I don't want the random generator to do this. I, I think as much as I love Semi-Pro more, if, if we're at a tie, I can get around the fact that Step Brothers should be the movie moving on. Mark it. I'm not going to wait for I you to change just, your mind. So you know, step you can brothers because I was I was up at you know I was fifty fifty and then last second one two UD. Uh, I thought I thought Bill was going to do step brothers, so that's the only reason I was going to 
I was okay with doing semi. Oh, Pop put a gun to my head. I did. I have a gun. Put his gun (laughs) to my. All right, let's get to our best movie, best Adam Sandler movie, best movie in the Adam Sandler conference. We got The Waterboy up against Happy Gilmore. I said it once. I'll say it again. Happy Gilmore. Easily my favorite Adam Sandler movie. I gotta go. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I'll go right after that and second that. It's Happy Gilmore. I'll triple it. I'll quadruple it. You ever get a quad whopper? No, I, I don't think those are legal in the United States. All right, that was an easy one. That's that is a simple one. No disrespect to the water boy, but yeah. you're going up against Happy Gilmore. What can I tell you? Uh, that brings us back to another the, easy one. The Ben Stiller category. We got Dodgeball v Zoolander. Yeah, this is simple jack for me, dude. This is easily Dodgeball. <laughs> that was great. Dodgeball. I, I'm going to second that. It's obviously Dodgeball. I know I haven't seen Zoolander, but Dodgeball, yeah. This one's easily moving to the Elite Eight, or is this the Final Four? Though? Final Four, baby. Final Four. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've seen enough of Zoolander to know that even if I watched it front to back, left to right, up and down, it's going to be Dodgeball every day of the week. Dodgeball as well. All right, we're cruising through this round. All right, we're at our uh, final Seth Rogen film. We've got Superbad v pineapple express i think this might be the closest in this uh, second round for me personally yeah let me go first here then super bad i already said it's like a classic movie you can quote it a lot recently watched pineapple express i actually re-watched it twice because i threw it on for myself and then tried to make tina watch it she didn't watch it so i stayed up watching it I'm going to go with Pineapple Express here. I think it's more like, I, I think if they got to pick what movie they liked the best, like out of those actors, I think they would pick this movie. I think they think this movie was more fun to make and everything about it. That's why I, I'm going with Pineapple Express. Um, For the best Seth Rogen movie out of this, I'm going to And go he's more in that movie. I'm doing the opposite. And I'm going to say I like Superbad more than Pineapple Express. And I just, I can be swayed, but you know. The gun that was to Bill's head, which is now to my head. You're pointing it at yourself? No, I, I'm pointing it. I took it yeah, from Yeah, he, he took it from I'm me. pointing it at him. <laughs> it's, it uh, it, it's super bad. <laughs> it's super bad for me. Uh, like I said, this is this is probably the closest one for me in this uh, in this round. But I Shouldn't we go with the movie? He wrote both movies. Shouldn't we go with the movie that he's actually in? We're going with whatever movie we vote for. But I'm leaning towards Pineapple Express, I think. I think I gotta lean that direction. As good as Superbed is, honestly, they, it's kind of a coin flip. But something inside my heart makes me want to vote Pineapple Express. James Franco plays the best drug dealer I've ever seen in my life. He is, you know, is he going to Harvard? Does he have a degree in Harvard? He Harvard? went, yeah, something like that. He, he's a professor. He's a professor at Harvard. Pretty sure, yeah. So, as a big weed guy. On your other podcast, Big Weed Guys. Big we're, Weed Boys. We're, we're pro weed podcasts. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but Pineapple Express, Express has my vote here. All right. It sounds This was not a unanimous one, but it sounds like Pineapple Express is taking the Express all the way. I think that's an upset. Four. I, I agree. I do think that's an upset. Wow. But what I'm not upset about is this Final Four here. I think we got... A good selection of movies. It will be difficult moving forward. And uh, so to start the final four, we're going to keep Pineapple Express on the top of our minds. It is facing off against 
Happy Gilmore. This is the Seth Rogen Conference facing off against the Adam Sandler Conference. Officially, the first one that we're voting on with different comedic actors. Where do we go with this one? Where, where are let's, we feeling? Let's, let's be real. Like, let's, let's look each other in the eye. Looking you in the eye. Looking you in the eye. Ben, you're not here, but I would be looking you in the eye right now. All jokes aside, what do you think it is? It's Happy Gilmore. How dare you? Whoa, I was not <laughs> expecting this. <clears throat> Happy Gilmore. Great movie. One what, of the what? first movies I ever watched on DVD. Not VHS, DVD. <laughs> Clear distinction. <laughs> what but, but, no, no, no. You want to know why it matters? Because I'm throwing a curveball here. I own a PSP. And guess what? The only movie I have on PSP is Pineapple Motherfucking what? Express. My dad bought me Pineapple Express. He bought me a PSP for Christmas one year. It is the, uh, you know, this is a movie podcast, but the PSP is so underrated. <laughs> it was way ahead of its time. And I watched Pineapple Express on that, on that little three-inch screen. You were like that's like That's I was like 12. me watching catch. Mr. Deeds on my original first-gen iPod Touch that yes. had like a two-inch catch, screen. Catch Billy on his two other podcasts, Big Weed Boys and Big PSP Boys. Yes. <laughs> so what are you going with? You, you're going, what, you, you kind of just put a, put a going, heartfelt go- sentiment out for both. Well, Pineapple Express. You're going P I'm Express? Going, I'm going P Express with my Wait, PSP Jeremy, Express. I know what you're going with, so let me go first. Pineapple PSP Express. I think Happy Gilmore is more of a classic. But I think Pineapple Express makes me laugh more. This is why it's tough. We're not putting Pineapple Express in the championship bra- championship fucking round. I'm going to choke Bob, you hey, up, Bob. I'm part of the big movie, boys. I can do whatever I want. There's no uh, way that this is going to make it all the way. To, it's a great yes. fucking movie, but like the movies that hey, have made hey, it over. Bob, you had your time. Please let me talk. <laughs> can we, hey, can we mute him? Is yeah, this we're going to mute him. Debate? Can we mute him? That, that'll be great. Um, ben, you have two minutes uninterrupted. <laughs> with all that being said, though, even with Bob interfering, I think we have to go with Happy Gilmore because it is more of a classic. It is more quotable, which is a, a, like probably my biggest standard for voting here. Even though I think I laugh more at Pineapple Express, I think Happy Gilmore is that movie that it's on more. It's probably a movie I'll watch more in my life going forward. It's just it has the better antagonist. Uh, Shooter McGavin's like a classic. I, I'll go with Happy Gilmore, even though Bob swayed me to vote against it when coming at me. Well, we all know my vote is going to be Happy Gilmore. As good as Pineapple Express is, and I did vote for it, Happy Gilmore is just uh, on another level for me personally. So, yes. Fuck your PSP, Will. You know, <laughs> I'll die on that mountain. Well, you'll be dead there with Pineapple Express. I'll be dead there this with is the Mr. Deeds' So we've got our first finalist being Happy Gilmore, and it will go against the winner of Step Brothers v Dodgeball. This should be the championship one. It yeah. should be. I, I'm all for it. This is hard. It's like the Western Conference in the NBA, you know? Yeah. It's, it... yeah. This is this is this is a hard one for me. I guess I'll start it off. Oh my fucking god, this is hard. Um Is anyone actually like sure as of now? I, I don't know. Um yeah. I'm gonna I I have I have something where I want to go. And I'm going off what you just said, Ben, where you said, what movie is the most quotable? These are both heavily quotable. But if we're talking about, like, quotes that I live my life by and things that'll, like, 
I could literally be staring at myself in the mirror and shoot a dodgeball quote out and I'll laugh in my own fucking face. Oh, this is so tough. Because these are both two goddamn classic movies. I might... Oh, my lord. I'm going to have to go dodgeball. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go dodgeball. I'm going to I'm gonna go dodgeball. You know what, Bob? I agree with you. <clears throat> and my, my thought hot. process it's here hot. is... I brought up the antagonist. The better antagonist... I mean, I don't even know who the antagonist... I mean, is Derek the antagonist in Step Brothers? I, I guess technically. They're like each White, other's antagonists. Yeah, they're yeah, less than but, against each other, but... Yeah, I guess, yeah. White Goodman is... Like I said before, I, I mean, he is... He makes the movie, and it it's props to Ben Stiller. I mean, he's just... Doesn't it feel he like... He plays a great he, role. White Goodman is almost the main character, even though he's the bad guy. He's yeah. He's way more charismatic than Peter LaFleur. When and, you think of this movie, you think of White Goodman yeah. way before Peter LaFleur. I don't yes. think of Vince fucking Vaughn. And Step Brothers, I mean, it's it's there's two main characters. You know, you have two mains. White Goodman is, he makes the movie. Step Brothers, I mean, it's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is better, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think I'm going dodgeball with this. Yeah, for me, as good as Step Brothers is, I feel just I feel no guilt voting dodgeball. It's simply got to be dodgeball. I agree that quotable is got to be one of the biggest factors when you're thinking about what the best comedy movie is. And even if I had just watched Dodgeball 45 minutes ago, if I had to pick one of these two movies to watch, I would pick Dodgeball again. And that's nothing against wow. Step Brothers because, as I said, picking from these four actors, I picked Will Ferrell, and I think there's more Will Ferrell movies than I like than any other. But ultimately... I don't think Will Ferrell has made a movie that's funnier all around than Dodgeball. I think I think White Goodman has the uh, the the best comedic performance out of all these movies. Totally. Yeah, agree. I think I'm gonna go ahead obviously and make it the clean sweep, but I'm just gonna say I know we we almost shit on Ben Stiller. Like if we thought going in, we never would have picked Ben Stiller as the best out of these four. But and we never even talked about acting. He's the only person in this entire thing where, like, White Goodman is not Ben Stiller. Like, he totally transforms in this movie. Like, he's the best actor in in any single movie. Even, like, Zoolander, I haven't even seen it, but I just feel like he transforms the most. He's not Ben Stiller in any of these roles, whereas, like, Will Ferrell plays, like, basically Will Ferrell in every role. Like, Seth Rogen's Seth Rogen, and I don't know. Adam Sandler's legit just plays Adam Sandler. I to me, Ben Stiller, like in this movie, is a complete transformation, and he's fucking hysterical. This movie is, yeah, this movie is so funny. I love, it, it I be- love that point you just made about about that Ben Stiller actually does play different comedic characters in every one of his movies. Like each character he plays actually is like I wouldn't call Ben Stiller a typecast actor. He's in comedy movies, but he plays different types of comedy roles in all of his movies. Yeah, as, like, you, as you mentioned, this Adam is completely Sandler, different than every, Adam Sandler yeah. is literally Adam Sandler in every fight. Like all of them are. I mean, Will Ferrell is probably the next closest to to Ben Stiller in terms of like taking on different roles. But like, yeah, dude, White Goodman as as a whole. The only other thing I can think of that he's done close to White Goodman is that uh, Heavyweights, that Disney movie. He's kind of similar in that. And he's, I guess he's similar in um, Happy Gilmore, but... Where he's kind of a dickhead, but it's still White Goodman yeah. is White Goodman. White Goodman is an all-time character. In, in, any, yeah. in, a, in a comedy, in a drama, in, in, a, in a horror movie, like, it doesn't matter. Like, White Goodman is is a 
fucking great character, a great role. And yeah, put it to bed. Well, White Goodman will be facing off against Happy Gilmore. Our final contenders here, Dodgeball v. Happy Gilmore. I'll say this is even, this is closer to me, I think, than Step Brothers v. Dodgeball, personally. Now that we look at it, I might agree. I don't agree. Now that we look at it, I disagree. Yeah, I'm going Dodgeball again on this one. Um, yeah, I, I won't even make any more points. I'm just, yeah, Dodgeball. It, it, you, love me sexy. You guys it, didn't wait. even wait, whoa, guys whoa, didn't wait to pull rewind. the trigger. You guys yeah, didn't even wait. You guys I'm just pulled the trigger. dodgeball you know, right away. I, I was against Happy Gilmore in the last round. Um, oh yeah, with you know, I just got I, I just got a sour taste in my mouth from it. Everybody made fun of me. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just think Dodgeball is just it's it's a movie that and there's not that many star roles in the, in Dodgeball. I mean, not, granted, Happy Gilmore is a similar scenario, but I just think Dodgeball is just a I would rather watch Dodgeball than Happy Gilmore at the end of the day. It's a great way to put it. What movie would you rather watch at the end of the day? And I think that's how I'm going to grade this round. And it's for me, it's Dodgeball. It really is. I said it was closer, but it doesn't mean Happy Gilmore is winning. I got to vote Dodgeball again. I mean, there are movies that on a given day, I might, I might pick over Dodgeball in this tournament. But if I'm talking greatest comedies of all time i gotta vote dodgeball no matter who it's going against so whether it's yeah, in the maybe finals this is just or in the first round i'm voting dodgeball is this the only time that we've got one of our lists right i think if we did this I, one more time we'd still get dodgeball yeah i think so, I think so. i think maybe this is just because it's our friend group and we love dodgeball yeah. the most but i don't know i I would say if you put this these 16 movies up i think like, dodgeball gets to the final a, no matter I, what I think it would be like this for Step Brothers most of the time, and maybe like the majority of people would pick Step Brothers. But I, I don't know. Step or uh, Dodgeball is just the funnier movie. You have the side characters like Jason Bateman, like <laughs> like he's so fucking funny in this movie. Like him and or Cotton and uh, Pepper, <laughs> Pepper needs a new pair of shorts. <laughs> Pepper needs a new pair of shorts. Like like they somehow have Lance Armstrong pre scandal in this movie, which doesn't age well. This, yeah, th- that part doesn't age well, but uh, the Chuck Norris part ages really well. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Dodgeball is probably a movie. If you think you watch it, Bob, I, I want to exclude you from this because you'll say over because you're such a liar. Do you think you'll watch this movie over under 40 times the rest of your life? Probably 250. That's a lot of times, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> that's one, I'm at 200 that's right now. That's 120th of your life probably. <laughs> I watch it a lot. I, I honestly it. think I could watch this movie more than 40 times again in my life, which is wild. I might watch it tomorrow, honestly, after we spoke about it this long. You know, Adam Sandler is probably my least favorite comedian on this list. And, you know, I, he's got a lot of good movies, but, I mean, I just got to go dodgeball. Yep. All right. Well, you heard it here first. The first annual Comedy Legends Tournament. We've determined that Dodgeball is the best comedic movie, at least of the 16 here. But I'm willing to say you put any other comedy movie against it, we're going to vote for Dodgeball. That went a bit longer than expected. But fortunately, we watched another comedy this week, so we'll at least briefly discuss it. We all watched Borat, subsequent movie film. 
which had the working title or the full title of Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. This movie was released October 23rd, 2020 to Amazon Prime Video. Bob, what does that date mean to you? Oh, that is actually our one and only big movie boy, Ben Stitch's <laughs> birthday. I didn't forget. I was ready to talk so much Oh, shit I get it. I had it. I had it. This movie was written by way too many people. It's got like 11 writing credits for a movie that was mostly improvised. Figure that one out. This movie was directed by Jason Walliner, who directed several episodes of Parks and Rec, Nathan For You, and What We Do in the Shadows. This movie stars Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova and features brief cameos from Mike Pence, Rudy Giuliani, and Tom Hanks, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, oh, wait, does Mike do Mike Pence and uh, Rudy Giuliani get paid for this movie? I, I doubt it, but I figured I'd mention him. <laughs> Michael Pence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll go full spoilers. So if you, yeah, if it's a comedy, so we're probably going to ruin a lot of the jokes for you. If you don't want it spoiled, pause the podcast, watch it, come back. I don't think we're going to spend too much time on it because we've already been recording for a while, but. I'm curious as to what your guys' uh, history with Borat is. Have you seen the first one? And then your just general impressions on this subsequent movie film. I didn't see the first one, and it's always been on my list for a while. I know Borat's funny. I know people love it. I just never saw it. For whatever fucking reason, I never saw it. And when this came out, this was this was all over Twitter. This was all over everything. And I wanted to watch it, and we decided to do it for the podcast. And we watched it, and I liked it. For the most part, I, I, it was pretty good, right? Like, I laughed. I thought it was pretty funny. And then it just immediately made me want to go watch the original. And after watching the original and this, kind of almost in the same sitting in the span of, like, two days, I don't know. It got me, got me pretty into it. I don't know. I, I like I like it. I like it. But uh, I had no, no, no previous knowledge of Borat until I watched the second one to start, which is obviously the opposite order. But, uh interesting concept and i think they they definitely handle it well and it got me into it uh so borat i, I watched borat one when it came out um probably about what is that what it's called start? borat 14, one? i don't I know might as well be 14 the first, years ago the first 14 movie, years ago i got it listed here the first movie is called borat cultural learnings of america for make benefit glorious nation of kazakhstan <laughs> Yeah, what Jeremy said. But Borat one. But Borat Borat Uno is by far way better than the second version, the sequel. I thought the sequel. I thought this one that we watched uh, that we're discussing now was rushed. I, I don't think they really had a plot. You know, they were just going. You know, they were finding what it was. You know, like like Jeremy said, half this movie is improvised. I think they were trying to find the plot by just doing ultra cringy stuff, which was funny. But I mean, it's it's that type of humor that's it's 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 like the cringe humor, you know. You you're cringing, but you're you know you're you're laughing while you're doing it. Um, it's not my favorite type of humor, but you know it was it was overall an all right movie. I think I gave, but I think me and Bob talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I think I gave it like a four out of ten. Uh, I just thought it was kind of rushed. There really wasn't too much. Uh, you know, they they kept on redoing the same joke over and over. Um, but yeah, not my favorite. It more or less seems like Borat subsequent movie, movie film is like scene to scene. Like each scene is like, here's where we're doing this scene. Here's where we're doing this scene. And we'll loosely connect them as opposed to Borat one, where it feels like it's a more overarching 
not saying it's like an amazing story, but it feels like the story is more from start to finish. They know what they're doing in Borat One. This one, it just sort of feels like it's like this is what this scene is. This is what this scene is, and boom, boom, and like they're hysterical, mind you. But it almost feels like you're watching a series of sketches. But I think part of that comes down to the fact that they were filming this movie as a global pandemic started, and it sort of picks up at the end. And you can you can tell that the way they the coronavirus starts kind of like 45 minutes into the movie and the way they end it with saying that like Borat was injected with fucking like the bat thing like that was totally added last minute like you know what I mean like like the one when the movie started they didn't plan on doing anything with the coronavirus because when the movie started they the coronavirus didn't exist like when when they when they started filming this movie the coronavirus wasn't around so like uh, they kind of shoehorn that into the end about like the injection and him spreading the coronavirus. And that's how they get back in America for them laughing at his first movie. Like it all seems kind of thrown together. But if you look at it for what it is, like I mentioned earlier, it's almost like a series of sketches. It's not like an overarching story, not an overarching theme, but like those individual sketches, as I'll call them, were pretty fucking funny. So like I laughed, I laughed my ass off at a few scenes, but like, as a movie, as you mentioned, not the greatest movie. It still doesn't mean you can't laugh at it. And I would probably give it, I would say probably like a six mid to seven low. Because I still laugh my ass off at it. So I'll give it that. That's where the points come from is I still laughed at this movie. What about you, Ben? Yeah, so my experience with this movie, yeah, I didn't watch the first one like Bill did. But I had just gained the interest, I, I don't know, maybe like a lot of people who hadn't seen the first one from the Rudy Giuliani scene. Like, I wanted to see that. And um, I guess when I saw it, it wasn't really a letdown. I still think Rudy Giuliani was like uh, trying to have sex with this girl, which once again, but maybe we shouldn't get political on the big movie boys. But another reason to not like that administration at all. But... I don't know. I hadn't seen the first one. I thought this movie was funny. I thought the girl was funny. There was a lot of weird-ass scenes. I do feel like it was um, thrown together. But I almost think they were making this movie, thought they had a plan, and then coronavirus hit. And then like they were probably thinking, what the fuck do we do? Like, what the fuck do we do? Do we cancel? Or do we like still try to get this movie out before the election? Which I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do. And if that's the case... That's probably best case scenario of what you're going to get. And I thought they still like made you laugh. They, they have the Jew scene like with him in the synagogue. That was funny as shit. And they have the scene where, with Rudy Giuliani. They have the scene with the two guys. Like, it's not even a scene. It's just like a whole part of the movie with the two guys who hate Democrats, who think that like Hillary Clinton is taking adrenaline from people. They and think she's drinking slitting people's necks open and sucking out their adrenal glands <laughs> yeah, for like, blood. See, like, like their ability to like almost adjust, like, yeah, like how you guys said, maybe that's not what they wanted. But I think it's almost like a credit to them to somehow still come up with this. I haven't finished Borat, so I'm like 45 minutes in, like I said. And so maybe if I watched that whole thing, maybe I'd be more disappointed by this. But I think with what they had to deal with, with going through the coronavirus, I think it was hilarious. I thought it was really good. Do you think what you've seen of one is funnier than two? Yeah, I think so. But I think that one, they had a plan and they were able to like stick to it the whole time. Now, what do you, what do you Whereas, think though? Like, like if, if the coronavirus didn't hit and shit didn't hit the fan, do you like, like I almost want to see what would happen, like how this movie would have ended and that's, like what they that's what I'm saying. For. Like, 
I yeah, maybe it wouldn't have even have been as good as what it was. And then like in that case, I think it would have been shittier. But like the fact that they had to deal with everything they had to deal with, and like he's still like like he, like the babysitter like doesn't know she's in on it. Like no one really knows they're in on it. Like that's the point of Borat movies. But I don't know. I, I'm more high on it just because I think it's like a really impressive way of getting like a mockumentary out there. Yeah, I think I'm I'm closer to where you're coming from, Ben. Um, so I, I hadn't seen the original Borat, but I was familiar with the character. Obviously, my wife, very nice, like all that <laughs> shit. Like, you can't, you kind of can't get away from it. But I had never seen the first movie. I watched this one just because it was kind of getting a lot of buzz around it, and I, I really liked it. I didn't think it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, but I definitely enjoyed it. I then went back and watched the first one. I was like, all right, if I like this one, I don't think I'll like the first one. Watching them in that order, it feels like they took the training wheels off for the first one. Like, the first one is just absolutely absurd. And it almost feels like they put the training wheels back on for the second one. I do think a lot of that is because they filmed the first half of it pre-pandemic and the second half post-pandemic. But I think I agree more with you, Ben, where I'm almost more impressed at their ability to pivot and just kind of say all right, well, our plan is screwed. Now we fully improvise. We don't know exactly where this is going, but we just kind of have to go with it and see what happens. And I think that it's probably the best case scenario for the context of the global pandemic and everything that's happening. I think it makes the movie better as to what you guys are just saying, that pivot that they make. And I mean, and I just criticized it for saying that like midway through the movie, they switched to like, oh, now the pandemic's taking over and this is what our like plot line is. At the same time, though, I think that's almost what's going to make this movie be remembered because it was filmed during the pandemic. It had a lot to do with the pandemic. It came out during an election year. It's obviously this one is more way more focused on American politics than the first one. And I think it just makes it more memorable. And like some of these scenes are are funny because because of what's going on right now. And I don't know. I just I just I just think that maybe we don't realize it right now, but in like five six years the way they were able to pivot and add these corona this coronavirus storyline you know mid-movie i think they'll be commended for that and i and i think this movie actually might age better i i I think in the future this movie will probably come off better than when when we first watched it i I think in hindsight this movie might be better but off my first viewing it was kind of it is what it is but it was very funny so i will say if you enjoy either of these movies, I think, honestly, one of the most entertaining things you can do is then to go read the trivia about these movies because it only makes them better. Uh, for example, like, you know how there's a large portion of the movie where uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova, who I agree was really good in this, uh, are speaking to each other in a foreign language in Kazakh is what they want you to believe. But Sasha Baron Cohen is speaking Hebrew, and I believe she's speaking Armenian or whatever country she's from. Well, There's speaking, I thought she was Bulgarian. It I could be Bulgarian. I, be I might be misremembering from the first movie. But in either case, they're speaking two different foreign languages to each other and just acting like they're understanding each other and having a conversation. And that's supposed to be like a bigger comment on Americans not being able to discern between two different foreign <laughs> languages, which I think is just hilarious the entire time. And then you guys already brought up those uh, super conservative right-leaning guys that he lives with. Apparently, according to IMDb trivia, 
He lived with them for five days without breaking character. Holy shit. I was just about to, like, once you brought them up earlier, I was going to ask, I go, how long? Because it felt like that scene was a long time. Did they know what what he was during that concert? See, that's what I'm confused about. I'm I'm kind of confused because it seemed like they they were totally confused by him and they you know they thought he was a real person and then when that concert hit and he was doing that crazy thing I, uh it seemed like they were in on it but I mean regardless I mean that that when he was singing those songs and those people were just going along with it <laughs> that was I mean, that was, was the Wuhan flu it just, that yeah. shit was funny yeah, that I was mean, my favorite part. It was scary to me, man. It was like, these people like... It was scary because we know how we lean, like us four. But my thinking was like, with those people, like, first off question is like, are they in on it? Because like, why else? Like, why else? Like the two guys, like, how else are they in on it? Like, are they in on it because the camera's on them? Like, what, what are they telling them to like, let them be okay with them? Like being with this guy for that long? But then also like, Besides the fact that, like, I disagree with them politically, and I think they're terrible people, that they were also singing along with the let Obama get the Wuhan flu. Like, I think that's terrible. But um, also uh, nice enough people to let some random foreign stranger in their eyes live with them for five days. With cameras. With cameras, and they also, even though they're, I'm assuming they're against homosexuality, I'm starting to think they may have been for that. I think, yeah, why were yeah, those two yeah, dudes what, hanging out and living together in a wood cabin? Just yeah, just two dudes alone. I I think someone brought it up earlier as well when he goes into the synagogue. Did we bring? Was that during the podcast? Did someone bring that up just a minute yeah, ago? Yeah, we did. When uh, so that according to IMDb trivia again is that old lady who was in the Holocaust and he's like making fun of Jewish people to her and she's like, I'm not a bad person. I was in the Holocaust, all this other stuff, and that's, I think, maybe the cringiest moment in this movie. Apparently, she's the only person that they let in on the fact that this was just a joke and a mockumentary. And you'll notice that it was also dedicated to her because I guess she died shortly after filming it. But supposedly, she's the only person in the movie that they let in on the joke. That's wild because I know the babysitter was like upset that she wasn't let in on the joke, and then like a bunch of people raised money for her because she became unemployed because of the coronavirus. But like, that is wild that that many people. I don't know. Like even the guy sending the faxes, I like he's okay with sending those on camera. Like I'm just confused. Like how is he not let? I would love to know how they did that scene. (laughs) No, the most. So I think my thought on the cringiest scene was the father daughter dance. Yes. You know the scene that I'm talking about, but how about yeah. that random dad who's like, I'd pay, what is it, $500, 500. for? Her? Yeah, to and be, it's and like, the, the daughter is like, what the fuck is like, wrong Dad, come the fuck I, I, down. Like, I, I understand, like, the dad probably knew it was a joke, but at the end of the day, man, like, your daughter's right there and her. Your you. daughter's right there, and you're talking about fucking some other dude's daughter. To the dude. And the girl is believed to be 15 years old by everybody in the movie, which is just another thing. But I think that's that's one of the, I don't want to say it's like a repetitive joke, like they keep making the same joke, but it's like one of the things that keeps getting repeated is that he brings around his 15-year-old daughter, according, you know, that's what everyone believes her to be. And all of these people just make the most disgusting comments, like the plastic surgeon guy who like in front of them, 
in front of a... If you weren't here, yeah. He yeah, goes, Borat if you is like, if, if your, your dad, dad wasn't, wasn't here. here. Yeah, exactly. Like, every, everything about it, I think adding, because again, I went back and watched the first movie, and it's him and his producer is the other side character from the first movie. The fact that they added a 15-year-old daughter into the mix brought in an entirely different element that they could then kind of catch these people on camera saying the most messed up messed up stuff to can we talk about like the most like crazy scene like the rudy giuliani scene does he know in that moment like i know we we know everyone else thinks she's 15 uh, he doesn't he doesn't know in that moment i don't think no um because I, she was a reporter there's i mean no i'm pretty sure that he does know he does know like yeah sasha baron cohen i saw a thing that he did an interview and he basically said he's he basically said he goes everything was on the table he knew what he was getting into, and you decipher that scene for whatever you saw out of it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say he was putting his hand down his pants. I'm not going to say he was uh, adjusting his shirt or whatever he whatever excuse he came up with. Sasha Baron Cohen goes, I'll let people see what they see, and you decide for yourself what happened. Yeah. But uh, he, he, will, he basically said decide. that Rudy Giuliani was under the impression that she was 15. Really? Yeah, yeah he I mean, knew. Okay, well, I'll – but. Wait. So when I watched it, it, I didn't know that, but I can tell in the sense like I could see if, like him getting away with it, saying like, "Oh, I was just getting like my microphone off because she seems to be like helping him." But I think it's obvious like that people watching felt like it was super uncomfortable because I don't think Sasha Baron Cohen goes in unless he thinks it's about to escalate. At way the too same time, at the same time though, in the same interview that I saw, Sasha Baron Cohen also said he goes, "I would never put." The, the girl, what's her name again? Maria Bakalova. He goes, I would never put her in a, as much as they like poke fun, he, he, he basically said, he goes, I would never put her in a scenario where she felt unsafe. And that's part exactly. of the reason why it feels like he rushes in. Because doesn't no, it feel she, like after you watch that scene? Says, she even says she like doesn't feel unsafe, but like I think he felt unsafe for her. No, but Otherwise, if you watch that scene could have been way more like compromising for Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, so I saw this I saw this interview before I saw the movie, basically. And like I was waiting for this scene the whole time. And after knowing that like he basically rushed in because he thought she was unsafe, I totally caught the moment where like where he kind of like abruptly comes in. Like he was obviously waiting in the other room and like they make it seem like he was trying to work his way up and then he was the cameraman. And like, in, in reality, yeah. he was actually the whole time was, was there during the Rudy Giuliana shit. But like after watching the interview where he basically says that he rushes in because he thought she was, she was in an, un, uh, in a compromising position and then watching the actual scene, it's just like, Oh fuck. Like, I mean, for all we fucking know. Yeah. Maybe he was just taking his mic off. Maybe he was uh, tucking in his pants, but as Sasha Baron Cohen no, he, says, he says, "Take it for what you wish." The, let's go to the bedroom. Yes, like, yes. Why are you taking a girl He's to a bedroom? One, he wanted it. Yeah, he alone is alone. creepy were... in this. Yeah, he wanted to be alone with her. He obviously those cameras were not like visual. He did not know those ones were there. And then once he, like she helps him with the microphone or whatever, like. He's digging down into his pants. The microphone is not, I don't know. I, maybe I've never been mic'd up, but I've never seen a microphone go down to your, like, your underwear. And he's clearly reaching down into his pants. And So one more point about Rudy Giuliani. He's very loud and outspoken. And when, when Sasha Baron Cohen walked in, he was scared. You could tell, like, he was, he was, he was, he was kind of scared by it. Like, 
I, you know, I I had mixed. I I I listened to Joe Rogan and they talked about it, and uh, Joe Rogan was basically taking the side of Rudy Giuliani. And I, I, you know, when I saw the scene, I saw it on Twitter, and I, you know, I'm like, eh, it could be. But then when you realize, like, he brought her to a bedroom without cameras, and you know, it, like, what the were t- they planning the touching, on doing? The touching was, you know, he, he Close. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like. It was just, it was a little too much. It was pretty cringeworthy and, you know, pretty uncomfortable. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, if Sasha Baron Cohen let it go on for another 10 seconds, I think it would have revealed a little bit more what uh, Rudy Giuliani's intentions were. But I'm also glad he didn't. I think he felt like what, I think as normal people, we all would have jumped in at that moment. Yeah, I agree. Any less sexual assaulty, more positive notes we want to end this uh, review on? I would say watch it. I, I honestly like, and if you saw the first Borat, I mean, if you saw the first Borat and you haven't seen this one yet, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, even if you haven't seen either, I'd say, in my opinion, because I watched two and then one, watch one and then watch two. And, you know, I don't know. I, make your own opinion. But, like, I mean, if you haven't seen Borats, they're a unique style of comedy. They're funny. They'll make you laugh. Uh, yeah, go for it. I, but, but, as someone that watched two and then one, I would say if you haven't seen either, watch one and then two, and then make your own opinion about two. And watch Bruno. Look, I, watch Bruno because watch Bruno, Bruno is <laughs> Bruno is probably his funniest role. I want to watch more of his shit. I really think he's really yeah, funny. I, I think I think Bruno is a funnier movie than Borat. Yeah, I think he I think he's great at like making these characters, and I almost want to like. I wish I could go back, and um like hear this almost hear this podcast before because i would almost want to know like who's in on the joke who isn't because as i'm watching this i'm like i spent more time thinking like is she in on it like is the babysitter in on it which i know like i now know she isn't like like who's in on it like is this all a joke like so i'd almost follow like jeremy's advice like do the research about this movie first like find out who's in on it and then watch the movie so you are like watching it as if you made it so you actually know what's going on because i think that's the way to make it funnier like knowing these people aren't in on it like the the two right-wing dudes it's like funny like i think it's funnier now knowing like they literally had no idea i think they're idiots and i think it's hysterical that they let this happen like i think that's funnier so i would do it that way I'm going to slightly disagree with what you and Bob said. Granted, this is the way I consumed this content, but I think the correct way to watch it is you watch the second movie, you watch the first movie, and then you do your research. I think, granted, again, granted that's how I did it, but I feel like that I have a better appreciation because watching them in that order, the first movie I feel like is so much further off the walls. There feels like an escalation when you go from two to one. And then when you go back and you kind of learn all this stuff, it only adds to the experience. And I think you might be a little too focused on that stuff if you read it before watching the movies. So that that's why I make those recommendations. Maybe I'm wrong, but that would be how I recommend viewing these. With all that being said, Bill, thank you very much for joining us today. I was excited for the offer, and I appreciate it. And I had fun with you guys, boys, boys. I almost said guys and boys at yeah, the same time. Boys. Guiz. You're my guiz, dude. 
All right, we'll be back next Monday with a probably shorter episode than this. Thank you, as always, for listening. And remember, go vote. We'll see you next week.